Hello, it's Cello. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, this is the official episode one and I'm so happy that you have decided to tune in again. I'm so grateful to everyone who listened last week and I hope I won't let you down this week. Before I begin, I just want to add that we are living in such a weird and crazy time right now. Not only are we amidst a global pandemic, which is still happening, might I add. I mean, have you noticed how many people have just kind of given up on the masks and social distancing? Apparently, there's a term for that. It's actually a thing. It's called quarantine fatigue, which is where people show low motivation or lower energy to comply to safety guidelines. At least that's what Jacqueline Golan says, who is a professor of behavioral sciences at Northwestern University. But I'm here to tell you, don't let that fatigue get to you. The pandemic is still happening. Stay strong, build a routine, and please be safe. Not only that, but we are living in a time where black people are still being discriminated against, murdered, and pushed aside. It is 2020 people and this shit is still happening. It is important more than ever to use your voices and platforms for good and to stand up for causes you believe in. To be honest, I didn't feel comfortable posting this podcast given the current climate, but I decided that raising awareness is better. So I decided that every time someone listens to this podcast, I will donate $1 in support of Black Lives Matter. I will monitor how many listens this podcast gets. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have the funds to donate more than $100, so that's what I'm going to cap it at. But for every listen I get, up to $100, I will donate $1. And if you follow me on social media, I will be posting those numbers of listens so you can see kind of what's going on. I am a proud supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement because systemic racism is real. From arrest rates, quality of health care, income inequality, dying in the hands of police, and more, nothing has changed much in the grand scheme of things. With that being said, if you don't have money to donate right now, please search Black Lives Matter Donate Playlist on YouTube and just have it running because the ads donate money each time they're played. It's time that we make everyone aware and it's time to change our age-old systems that have been in place forever. So with all that being said, stay safe. Please be aware of, you know, current events going on right now and how that may or may not affect you and how you can help to change things for the better. So now I'm going to move on to the content of my podcast. And originally... I was going to talk about my adoption story, but I decided to postpone that until next week because this week was a little bit hectic and crazy. Um, First of all, I lost two souls that were very close to my heart. One was a pet named Tiger Louie. He was a great cat and I will miss that furball. But the bigger loss for me was my grandmother. I have closure in knowing that I spent a lot of time with her. Um, I actually ended up spending three weeks with her in California and I was able to say my goodbye. But for my other family members, that wasn't necessarily the case. And it kind of got me thinking that a lot of times when one loses someone close, the what ifs start coming and the wish I hads begin. By what ifs, I mean like the what if questions. What if I had more time? 
what if I did this or the I wish I had, you know, the statements that I wish I had done blank. Um, I wish I could blank. All those things kind of start to accumulate in your brain and it actually kind of begins a spiral, you know, and it's easy to think of all the regrets that we have in life. It's easy to look back and think, you know, yeah, maybe I should have done this or that or done taken this opportunity. Um, but to be honest, I think that thinking about all the regrets you had in life is almost a waste of time because you can't change the past. You can only change where you're going in terms of the present and the future. Um, I actually see a therapist every week and this is how I have come to learn how to deal with regrets and she gives me some really good tips on coping with it and um, dealing from my past. So for example, in my third year of college, I was chronically depressed. I never went to class, was always late for my job and slept literally all day. I Guys, I never went to class. Sometimes I would go on exam days just to kind of bullshit a test and then I'd always be the first person to leave. Um, I was always late for my job and sometimes I didn't even show up and I don't know how I was not fired to this day. Slept all day. I woke up to get food. I watched Grey's Anatomy nonstop and slept some more. Um, Guys, I literally watched the first 10 seasons of Grey's in like two months that's how depressed I was. I was doing nothing but watching Grey's Anatomy and eating food. I actually got a call from my biological family in that year telling me that my biological mother was dying and that she was asking for me. At that time, I was not quite comfortable in seeing her. Um, For those of you who don't know, I was adopted when I was seven years old. I was put in foster care when I was four. I had no memories of her. You know, now I have a mom who is awesome and loving and great. And just putting this out there, when someone says they're adopted, please don't ask, do you know your real parents? Because their parents are their real parents. It literally says on their birth certificate that these two people gave birth to this person, even though not necessarily biologically gave birth, but that's what's on the birth certificate. You know, there's no such thing as quote-unquote real parents. Those are their parents. So... Anyways, I had a mom, you know, my biological mom was more of a stranger to me. I decided that I didn't want to go to see her, but unfortunately this really sended me deeper into my depression. Not because I regretted my decision at that time, but because I also received phone calls from my biological family telling me that I needed to see her and that that I was hating on her too much. That year, I didn't have the energy to tell them that it wasn't about hate but more about the fact that I didn't really know her anymore. So given the feelings that I had at that time, I decided not to see her. Fast forward to six years later, I was taking a drugs, alcohol, and addictive behavior class, and it literally changed my life. I learned so much about drugs and addiction, and I was under the impression that my biological mother was an addict, if not least an alcoholic. I talked to my biological grandmother, but she said that my biological mother wasn't a drug addict. But either way, after the class, It was difficult for me not to think about that day when my biological mother died and I wasn't there. A friend of mine was going through an addiction journey of his own and we talked about how hard it is to kick a habit or behavior 
especially when it's so ingrained into your head, like addiction. Keep in mind that I believed my biological mom was an addict and I talked to him about it. My friend was kicking his smoking habit and he was telling me about all the stresses and how uncomfortable it is and that he has to constantly tell himself to just keep pushing forward. I told him about my biological mom and that when my brother and I were in foster care, she could have gotten us back if she got clean, but she never did. He actually said, I can only imagine the stress she was going through to not only kick her addiction, but also to stay clean to get back her own kids. And suddenly, my biological mother wasn't a stranger anymore, but more of a human with with feelings and a past. You know, before she passed away, she wasn't really a person to me. I didn't think about her feelings, her emotions, or even her own trauma. It was just a matter of fact that I had a biological mother and that I didn't know her. Talking to that friend about her almost humanized her in a way I never really thought possible, as horrible as it is to say. Either way, all of a sudden, I was starting to think, oh shit, maybe I should have seen her on her deathbed. Maybe I should have given her a chance just to say hi. And there's where it begins. I wish I could have done. What if I did blank? So when you start to look back on your regrets, you need to ask yourself this. Given the information you had at the time, you made a decision. Would you change that decision? If the answer is no, then take comfort in the fact that you made the right decision. Given the information that I had about my biological mother at the time of my decision, given my feelings, my attitude, where I was at, would anything have changed? And my answer is no. It's easy to take the information that you have currently and then to try to put it back into your past decisions. But the truth of the matter is, it really doesn't change anything. It's important to remind yourself that. When my grandma passed away, I thought, man, I wish I had spent more time with her. I wish I could read her the newspaper. Instead, what I need to do now, and what I actually do now, is I change that narrative. Instead of saying, I wish I had, I say, I'm happy I got to. For example, I got to talk to her every day. I got to hang out with her in California. I was able to hear her talk about her achievement for the Granite Chief Wilderness. I was able to read our horoscopes together because that was our morning routine. And once you start changing that narrative, you start to sort of change your mentality. Once you start to sort of change that narrative in your head in terms of being regretful, saying you wish you could, you wish you were able to, changing it to something that you got to do For example, by saying, I'm happy I got to do this. I'm glad that I was able to do this. It really starts a wave of positivity almost. Regrets suck. I know it's cliche to say, move on from the past and live in the present. But it's a cliche for a reason. It's because it's true. At the end of the day, our past shapes our present and future. And even if the past isn't pretty, I would like to think I am right where I belong right now. Now, no one really deserves anything bad that happens to them, but I don't know if you guys have seen Queer Eye, but there's an episode where Karamo says that his grandmother would say, shit is the best fertilizer. It helps flowers grow. And that quote, I love it because, you know, you can look back on the, all the shitty things that have happened and the regrets that you have, but at the end of the day, you wouldn't be here 
without those things. I'm not saying that everyone deserves what they get. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that if you look at yourself right now in this moment, you know, you're right where you need to be, even if it seems a little shitty at the moment. I mentioned before that I dropped out of college after my third year, the year that my biological mother passed away. That was also a major regret that I had. The I should haves and the wish I had flooded through, especially when I would see all my best friends living together and partying together, and I couldn't be there. That fear of missing out really got to me, which didn't help my depression at all. Then I got a new job and started school at a community college, and all of a sudden, those I should haves changed to I get to. That negative narrative about missing all the fun in San Diego changed to, I get to visit my friends in San Diego. Once I was able to change that, I was able to enjoy where I was in the moment so much more. When people say live with no regrets, it's a little extreme because we will always have regrets. That is a given. But when we change those regrets to lessons and when we change the narrative, we can actually start to live in a better moment. I don't regret that I didn't see my biological mother because I know that I made the right decision for me given the information I had at that moment. When I was visiting my grandma, I made sure to enjoy every newspaper I read to her, every conversation, every laugh, because I knew that I wasn't going to get that much more time with her. When it comes to the past, it should never hold you back. And if it is holding you back, and if you find yourself stuck because of a past experience, I really want to suggest getting a therapist because that is where I learned this strategy of changing my narrative and taking comfort in the decisions I've made in the past that I don't regret because in the moment, I know I did the right thing. I hope that this helps you in learning to move on from your past and your regrets and also help you in changing your narrative because in the end of the day, that is what's really going to help us thrive, especially during this crazy time when there's so much going on. So please remember to live in your moment, be aware of your actions, your words, and please let me know any feedback that you have. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, I will most definitely post my adoption story. It is full of some sadness, some happiness, and definitely a lot of laughter. Thanks, guys. And until next time.